Hello and welcome to the making of Playing With Songs, episode number two. So where did we leave things last week? Well, last week I said I was going to try and get the planning done for the song Stay, which would be the third episode of Playing With Songs Produced, and I was going to see how far I could get with the colour grade and the audio mix of episodes one and two. So I started planning out the song Stay, which is episode three of Playing With Songs Produced, but I kept hitting a brick wall. I just had no motivation, it was getting boring, it was turning into hard work, and I was just like, why, why, why am I not enjoying this? And what would happen, or what would have to happen to make me enjoy it? And I kept thinking, why, 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 why? And I went for a long walk and just kept asking why forevermore. And eventually I come up with the answer. See, the format I've come up with for playing with songs acoustic has these certain elements in, whereby... Once I've found the one thing to improve and how to improve it, I get to then share that technique and then share a way to remember it and share a way to lock it in and link it in upon a route so you can remember it and use it again. And I think it was that element of being able to help people that actually gave me the motivation to want to make a show like that. Now, I never originally set out to do this show necessarily to help others it was more just to help me practice but now I'm beginning to realize without that element in there of being able to help people and help teach people and give people ideas not necessarily you know the perfect ideas even just to give people a different way of thinking about things without that element being in there the motivation just dropped away to nothing it suddenly felt like homework like like a right pain and and something I didn't want to do so what I did was I went back um, through the structure of the show and thought, how can I add in the elements that are in playing with songs acoustic? And for now, I just wrote this up roughly. So I'll go through uh, where we got to. And these new elements, um, I think, will make a much better show, much more useful show, if I can find it. In my trusty notebook, you may be interested to know that this notebook was brought to me by my brilliant sister, and it's and it's Zelda, Legend of Zelda. I don't know how well you can. I don't know how well you can see that, and if you're listening to the audio version, I'll um, share a link to a picture of it on the show notes on the show notes show notes on the website. Playing with songs. So, the changes that we're going to make is to take the elements from playing with songs acoustic and put them into playing with songs produced. So I want to establish in each chunk, specifically for each chunk, the feel and the groove, the emotional journey and the message, and then ask, with what we've already got, which would be acoustic guitar and vocals, how is that currently served? In what way? You know, to really break it down into more details, you know, like the phrasing that I'd not necessarily thought about, but actually how does that evoke a particular emotion or a story or a particular timing? Which timing does it emphasise? And the same goes for the guitar playing, because I've realised in that song, I put these emphasis on these certain beats. I think it was the two and four, but it might have been the two and the three and a half 
beat. And I didn't know I was doing it, but that's become an integral part of the song. I've listened to this song so many times because it meant so much to me because um, I wrote it with my friend and that was when she was leaving. And so I've listened to the song so many times. So now that's become such a core part. So rather than saying, oh, this is the field groove, motion message, la, 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 now add a bass line. Instead, that's all those things, plus what's already there. Already there is the guitar, and it's got these beats emphasised. So if we put a bass line in, we don't want to necessarily detract from that. We want to do something that's going to add to it. Do we want to fill in in the gaps? Do we want to emphasise it? And if we do emphasise it, how will that help... Um, reinforce the story and the message and the feel of the song you know so that's a completely different approach and also this should make it easier because what happened especially with episode two of playing the songs produced is I'd go away and come up with all these amazing ideas but then try and fit them back into the song as it stands and they wouldn't fit and so I'd lose a lot of time. But if you can have a really clear idea of what's already established, what's there in the guitar, what's there in the vocals already, how can we add to it? And we'll still have the option to take out the guitar or take out the, the vocals or, or change the vocals, but it really should be a, a process that serves the song. You know, say a particular line evoked a, a sort of emotion um, and maybe that could be emphasised with uh, a bigger space or, or, or a longer vowel, for instance, rather than getting too creative and moving away from what the original song was and the essence of the song, and really taking into consideration and thinking about things that I wouldn't have necessarily realised were going on at the time. You know? So it's kind of doing that thing whereby... You know, they interview people uh, who have written songs and they're like, oh, what did this mean and what did that mean? And, and they're like, oh, I don't know, we, we just wrote it and we thought we'd do this and uh, I don't, you know, they don't necessarily know. And I've realised that's it's the same for everybody. There's a lot of things in there that I don't necessarily know why I did this or why I did that or what the effects were for the whole story. But that doesn't stop me going back and finding those things so that they can be reproduced. Because um, I think that's the thing that can often happen. I remember when I did study a bit of music and, you know, there's this nice idea of, of accidentally happening across a chord progression or a melody and you're like, wow, this is like magic. But on the other hand, if you can understand exactly why it creates that effect and how it works, which I guess goes back in a lot of ways to understanding, having a deeper understanding of music theory... Um, and how everything fits together, then you're in a much stronger position to recreate these things or maybe even create these things in the first place. Okay, gone off on a bit of a tangent there. So that's the main change. And then I also want to add in this lock it in and link it in section from playing the songs acoustic. So then once we've got that little bit that could be the bass line and it fits into the feel and the groove, the emotional journey and the message and adds um, to what's already there... Then we can ask, how did we play it? Exactly how did we play it in terms of technique? And what am I having to think to play it? Because I'm not a particularly great bass player or a guitar player. And every time I play any little thing, I have to think, 
so many times about the rhythm, how to get in the rhythm, in the feel and in the groove. So anything I can share about that, that are the things that I've done that have allowed me to play these pieces um, relatively in time, I think would be useful to others. So then we can ask how we did it, how we can remember it and think of a associated image or, or memory or, or maybe something that helps me remember it so we can share that and then have a way to link it through the journey so this could be any journey like a walk you go on or a trip through the house but because I wrote this song when I was working on a ship I'm gonna use a route through the ship the Marco Polo which is unfortunately out of service now um, and now the company uh, that ran it is unfortunately um, gone into administration because of this COVID situation. So it is really sad to know that that ship will... Yeah, it's a very sad situation. But I'm going to use a route that I could take through the ship and that ends backstage where we did our first recording, our first like proper recording of the song. Um, and I'll share that once I've figured out what the route is. <laughs> I think I need like 12 points to go through. So... With this new way of being able to serve the song and enhance what's already there, um, finding out how we played each bit, how we can lock it in and link it in, then I think this allows for a more focused journey through the song and should prevent um, a lot of backtracking and redoing things because we'll know at the heart what the song is and where it's going. Now, you may or may not be disappointed to learn that I haven't made any more progress with the colour grading of episodes one and two or the audio mixing. And now that's not just because I've come up with a new plan for playing with songs produced. It's also because I've been working on three songs to video as a um, video submission, audition submission for a possible job much, much later in the year and that's been taking up most of my time. Now, I wanted to use some elements from my favorite book, the Jim Quick Limitless book. You know, it is a great book. I'm not affiliated by him in any way, but it really is my favorite book that I've just read and I'm rereading it a second time. I just love it. It's all about learning and how to learn. I recommend you check it out. And if, if you don't want to spend money, I recommend you check out his podcast because an awful lot of bits of the material in the book are in the podcast as well. It's, oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. Jim Quick, Limitless. So I've been spending time in doing that. One of the things he talks about in there, you can um, work at things in these 25-minute chunks. Um, some studies have proven that we can only really focus on one task for about 10 to 40 minutes. So if you just knock it down to 25 and, always, and then have a break, then you're not going to go on beyond when your mind would naturally drift away and it's not that you're not focused it's just a natural thing that happens so I was doing that and then I planned to have these five minute meditations in between the 25 minute chunks which I did I lie down on the floor and um, focus on my breathing and uh, and sort of note other thoughts that that creep in and I find when you do this process of noting so you so first of all you know you lie down or you sit down and you, you're aware of what you can hear what you can taste what you can touch you can smell you know your weight on the floor or on the chair, and then I begin to take the focus to the breathing and observe it, and I, I count the breaths in and out for about 10. Um, and then as other thoughts come across, 
I sort of note those thoughts and I find usually the process of noting them means they kind of dissipate. Sometimes it takes a long time to be able to count the breaths and I'll be honest, um, complete focus on the breaths only. I probably only managed three or four or, or five or six breaths in a row. But believe it or not, when I've come out of that for like five minutes and felt like I've not really been that focused on the breathing, I'm like, oh, that's better. My mind's clear as a bell. So we've been doing that, and by the fourth day of doing this, working on these three songs, I've kind of kind of began to feel like the progress was a bit too slow. I mean, I was getting better, but it just felt like I wasn't getting better fast enough. And one of the things I noticed I wasn't using, interestingly, is chunks. You know, the number one feature of my playing this song shows is going to be breaking things down into chunks. And I wasn't doing that. I mean... <laughs> I couldn't even take my own advice. I was going through the whole songs. So we got to the point with one of the songs where I could clearly hear the, the first um, two verses and the chorus. Yeah, spot on. And then as soon as it gets to the third verse, it suddenly sounds unconfident. Um, the volume of my singing drops rather than saying it, uh, staying at a consistent level. And I'm like, oh, no. So it made me realise that You've just got to take those chunks separately, you know, and practice them. Why wasn't I doing that, silly Billy? And the other thing I remembered is, again, back to Jim Quick. He's got this great, um, well, it's an acronym, but it's a mnemonic. That's what it's called, a mnemonic, which is um, like a word, but then each letter stands for something and it helps you remember something. So he has this mnemonic of faster, which is to forget everything you already know when you're learning something, to act, like, you know, get involved, make notes or take videos, do something. Um, state, to be aware of the state you're in. Ideally, you want to be in a, you know, a state that's motivated, good posture, you're thinking, yeah, I want to learn this, it's great, because that makes a big difference as soon as you do that. Oh, it's very difficult to learn. You want to learn things in a way that you can teach them. And then enter, is to make sure you enter it in your diary, so you're going to put this time into learning, and R is for review, to review things at different times. So I was doing most of these things. I was forgetting what I knew each time because <laughs> of the meditating, I'd forget everything. Um, I was acting as in I was making videos and making notes. I was entering um, schedules of what I was doing and I was reviewing where I was at. But I wasn't being aware of my state and I realised that the state I was in was mostly this very neutral, very calm, like overly calm because I've been doing so much meditation. Um, and I wasn't learning in the state to teach. I realised one thing that I'd forgotten when I was uh, learning some lines and learning some lyrics, that actually standing up, moving around and expressing yourself and even overdoing it and being overdramatic really helps it go into the mind. I think the thing I'd forgotten about a lot is the mind-body connection. Mind and the body, pretty much the same thing, really, I think. That's my belief. And so I'm there practicing, you know, like this. And of course, I'm not activating as much of my brain as I could be to get this information in, to get these skills in, and to make these improvements. What a, what a silly billy, eh? <laughs> so for my next chunk of practice on these three songs, I will make sure that I'm in an excited state, and I'm learning it in a way to teach. And I'm Got so into doing these 25-minute Pomodoro sections, Pomodoro, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, that I've even got a timer on now. 
I don't know if you can see that okay. And I've got two minutes left to talk about the next chunk. All the pressure's on. So the other thing uh, that seemed to be creating some difficulty was the guitar playing um, and the chords weren't fully ringing out, especially um, a bar chord of, a, of A7 with a little finger, if anyone's tried to play that. And I kept thinking, was it to do with the action? Am I not pushing it down right? I know I've changed the gauge of the strings on my electric guitar. I think they're now nine, like 10s maybe, and they were 9s. Should I change them back to 9s? Maybe that's going to help. And it's made me realise, really, even though I kept practising, I was really having to push down hard to get these chords to ring out. So I need to look again at the guitar setup and to see if I can change the action a bit or maybe even change the strings to nines because I really need to make a video that sounds good because at the moment certain chords that I go back to you're not hearing anything until I got it right and, and pushed it down. So that's something I need to look at, something I'd recommend for any guitar player is um, if you've practiced something forever and it's still not ringing out, maybe you can adjust something with the guitar setup. And the other thing I noticed that was making it more difficult is when I was recording, I wasn't amplifying the electric guitar, so I was only hearing it from there. And as any electric guitar player know, it's very quiet. And so I think I was therefore playing a lot harder so I could actually hear it. So my next step is to amplify it a bit so I can hear a bit of the guitar and a bit of the track that I'm playing to and I don't need to hear my voice, I can hear my own voice um, and then that should help make some improvements that's my guitar ideas to do Another thing I noticed that I wasn't taking into consideration when I was working through these three songs, as well as not breaking into chunks and not being aware of the state I was in, as in, you know, an active state of, you know, ideally excitement and joy to be learning this and to not be going through it in such a way to teach, which would have been a better, a great approach to have used. The other thing I wasn't being as aware of and taking into consideration was an emotional connection. Another little Jim Quickism is uh, a memory plus emotion equals long-term memory. I think that's this one of his uh, quotes. And um, that's very true. Uh, emotional memory is, is very strong. I mean, there's lots of memories we have from years and years and years ago, and they're so clear and they're so vivid because of an emotional state that you're in at that time. So that's another connection that I'm going to make and try and use as much emotion, emotionality, if that's a word, when I'm thinking about the chords, the lyrics, and how to make it work. Another little uh, nice one is motivation. Now, I am very motivated to make these videos good because this possible job right at the end of the year is uh, pretty damn good money, lovely living conditions, and it's, it's a dream job in a lot of ways. So I have a huge motivation to take this job and it's a permanent job. So motivation really is really sky high. So if I can keep that at the forefront of my mind, that's also gonna help me to improve faster and make more progress. So emotional connection, motivation, and uh, thinking about the state that I'm in and how to teach it to others. These are all you know, useful things to can take into consideration if you're learning anything, uh, I would say. Um, definitely, you know, and this faster acronym, forget, act, state, teach, enter, review. Can't go wrong with that. 
Well, this brings us to the end of the show. I know it's sad. It's sad for me too. I'm going to have to say goodbye until next week. Um, so what's next? Well, I need to finish now typing up this new show plan for Playing With Songs Produced, which is pretty darn exciting, to be honest. And with that new show plan, I can use it to map out a whole new structure and planning of the song Stay, which will be episode three of Playing With Songs Produced. Mm. That's going to be pretty darn cool, isn't it? And then, if we get through that, which oh, I think we should, although I will be mostly preparing the videos for this dream job because, uh, you know, who doesn't want a dream job, really? So we'll see how much progress we make. Hopefully we'll get a little bit further. And hopefully we'll get a bit further with the preparation of the audition videos as well, which would be nice. If we get all those things done, then of course I'll get on to the colour grading and the audio mixing. It's not like I'm trying to put it off or anything. <laughs> I guess maybe I am. You know, I think often it's easy to put things off that you maybe have a slightly more limited knowledge of. And i found that the more knowledge you have of a particular subject or a particular task, um, the less daunting it is. Um, and the more easy it is to to accomplish. And again, breaking it down into chunks, like I, like I should have done with the songs, but I didn't, silly Billy, of uh, the songs that I was working on. So that means that when we do get to the grading and the, and the audio mixing, the best course of action is going to be to break it down into tinier little chunks, find the information we need, how to complete the task to a all right standard and break it down into little chunks. So I'll leave you with that um, piece of advice. Anything you're trying to do in your life of any kind, personal or professional or otherwise, break it down into little chunks, little steps, and you'll soon get there, and everything will be lovely. So until next time, until next week in fact, take care of yourself. Uh, I've been Rob Langley-Jones. This has been uh, episode two of The Making of Playing With Songs. Take care. <laughs>